You're listening to a sermon originally recorded by Schweitzer United Methodist Church in Springfield, Missouri. Check us out online at sumc.co. And if this sermon blessed you, be sure to share it with someone else. Thank you so much for listening. Now, on to the message. Good morning. Hello. My name is Krista Rosenbaum, and I am a pastor here now, I get to say. Exciting. So I thought it might be fun um, to tell you a little bit about myself because I don't get to know everyone so well. So um, one of the things I love to do in my spare time is fish. I love fishing. I've been doing it since I was really young. Um, And so in that, I've been able to pass that along to my kiddos. So I have two boys. They are 10 and 7. And so getting to fish with them has been a joy do we have the picture? We, Oh, it's up there. Oh, it's just not back here. Awesome. So this is a picture of me when I was little fishing and then my two boys fishing. Um, and I just love all kinds of fishing. We fish uh, lakes, rivers. We've done some ocean fishing. So it's been a great joy. And then so that's what's made this scripture fun for me. Um, I was very excited to be able to talk about this particular passages. In fact, Bob asked if I would switch, and I fought him on it, and I said, no, I'm not doing that. I like this one, and I want to do this one. So um, we are getting to look at Jesus calling his first disciples this morning. And um, when I think about people that I would want beside me leading people to Christ, right, or leading people to God, um, and and doing scripture with, I probably would have picked like a priest or a rabbi or somebody that kind of knows their stuff, but Jesus didn't do that. He looked at a fisherman and saw the soul of these fishermen and said, no, you will be my first disciples. So this story is very exciting, so let's get into it. And we are going to start at Luke 5, um, right at the top of it. So he said, on the day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, a great crowd pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into the boat, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowd from there. When he was finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, We worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time the nets were so full the fish began to t- the fish no 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 full of fish they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish on the verge of sinking. So in that, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that and break it down, I think, I hope. So when, um, hold on, let me get my bearings. All right, so Simon tells them, we've been working hard all day, right? 
Um, so they were out on the shore cleaning their nets. They had been working all night long and caught nothing. But Jesus asked them to go out and put out their nets. And in their obedience, the nets become full and the boats begin to sink. So in thinking about that, um, a lot of times we in our own life think that we're the professional, right? Simon thought that he was a professional fisherman. He probably knew where to set out the nets. He knew how to catch fish. But in this part, Jesus makes the difference. And in him being obedient, the catch is plentiful. And I really thought about that part of it for a while. And where in my life has Jesus been the thing that made the difference? Um, Last night, I was privileged to be able to do my first wedding. And um, Richard and Rachel are members here. Um, They attend church at the center service in the evening. And throughout the journey of going through wedding planning with them, it was very obvious at every turn they kept saying, Jesus is what made the difference in our lives. They had tried being in relationships before. They're both in long-term recovery. So they had tried this recovery thing time after time again. But they would tell you, and it's obvious in their life, that Jesus is what made the difference. And so Jesus has made their catch plentiful. You've seen their life transformed in it. And in this story, Jesus is what made the difference for Simon catching all the fish and his obedience in that. And then, as the story goes on, um, he, we're going to start at verse 9. He says... Um, No, sorry, verse 8. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh, Lord, please leave me. I am such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the son of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, Do not be afraid, for now on you'll be fishermen of people. And as soon as they landed, they had left everything and followed Jesus. So um, one thing that has always amazed me about this story is those of you who likes to fish. Okay, so we have quite a few fishermen. Has anybody ever net fished before? A couple of people. Okay, so I actually brought in my net because we do a lot of net fishing. And... Um, kind of cool to see that people actually still net fish and they're in fact it's covered in sand right now because it's still you know it's still it's it's got its stuff on it so I didn't clean my nets very well um net fishing is really neat but one thing that happens when you net fish is you never know what you're going to catch you never know what's going to come up you get trash you get all kinds of fish crawdads depending on where you're fishing you never know what's going to come up but One thing that they don't talk about here and I found interesting is as they're pulling up the fish, oh, sand's just everywhere. As they're pulling up the fish, they don't talk about throwing fish back, going through the fish, cleaning the fish, which is a really important thing if you're a fisherman, you have to know how to clean your catch. Um, And I love that about this story because when Jesus says, go fish for people, you're going to be fishermen of men. It is not our job to clean the fish or to sort the fish. 
We are supposed to speak God's love to everyone. And I love that about this story. And that's why I fought so hard to to talk about this story, because that's my favorite part. And he doesn't tell them to clean the fish or to sort through the fish. But as soon as he realized what had happened, Simon says, leave me, I'm a sinful man. And I imagine what his facial expression would be and the way he would have said that, because I know there's been times in my life that I have felt like I'm not even worthy to have a relationship with you or to even talk to you because my sin is so great and it's weighing on me so much. But Jesus doesn't care what his sin is. And Jesus knows what his sin is for sure. He didn't have to say, I'm a sinful man. Jesus knew exactly who he was in his heart. But he says, I'm going to use you anyway. I don't care about your sin. I'm going to use you for a purpose. And, you know, Jesus knows how to just calm the emotion right away and saying, don't be afraid. And don't be afraid is highlighted all throughout my Bible and circled everywhere because it comes up time after time again. Jesus and God knows that the enemy uses fear against us. And so without him even saying, I'm afraid, Jesus knows he's afraid, and he says, don't be afraid. Don't let that fear take over the possibilities that you have in life. Don't let that fear hold you back to the purposes that I'm calling you to do. And so um, in the last verse, it says, don't be afraid. For now on, you will fish for people. And as soon as they landed, as soon as they landed, they left everything to follow Jesus. And for a long time, I thought, if I want to be a pastor, I have to leave everything. I have to leave my family and possessions and everything. And that's not exactly what he's saying here, right? Because we know um, as we go through um, the book of Luke, we'll see Simon come up again. And he didn't leave everything, but he left this old life behind. Um, And it was funny because me and Jim were talking just a second ago, and Jim left an old life behind, left an old career behind to be a pastor, to fish for people. And that's not easy. And I know me and Jim joke all the time that we felt like we were going crazy when we felt this call, that it's not easy leaving that old life behind. But God has called us to leave the old life behind and to be put on a new life and be transformed in him. So that new life looks like I'm reacting differently when situations come up. I'm speaking differently to people. I'm kinder, hopefully, you know. The goal is that we're becoming more and more like Christ all the time. And so don't be afraid to put on this new life and to leave old ways behind because it can get scary sometimes. So they left their old life behind and followed Jesus. And I'll tell you, that transformed life, um, at Church of the Center, I see it time and time again, people coming into the life change plan that you will see um, this life that they're carrying and this weight that they're carrying, sin that they don't feel like they're worthy of knowing God's love. And then, 
man, just in a few months of them pushing in and digging deeper, you can see this new transformed life coming on. And so they're leaving the old life behind and following God with that. So in this scripture, some of the things I want you to think about is, is there things in your life that you feel like you're the professional at? That maybe even subconsciously you're not seeking what God's will is? Because I know I do that all the time. Subconsciously I think, I got this, and I just do it, and I'm not consulting with God on what he would want me to do. Or are there other times that you've tried things so many times and failed that you think, I'm going to give up on that. I'm just going to give up. But maybe it just wasn't in God's timing and you need to try again. Because when Jesus enters the mix, things look different. When Jesus asks you to fish, the catch is plentiful. And when in your life has sin held you back? when you feel like your sin is so great that it's holding you back from that connection and that relationship with God. Maybe that's something that's coming to you this morning, that you need to let that sin go. You need to find a friend or somebody to maybe do some confession with, maybe find a band, and just allow that sin to be released. That's one wonderful thing is that, you know, a great friend can say, I'm going to release you from that sin. And we're able to do that for each other. So maybe that's something that you need to find someone to be able to do that with. And lastly, do you have fear holding you back? That fear a lot of times is from the enemy just eating away at you and holding you back from jumping fully in to whatever your purpose is with God. Don't let that fear hold you back from whatever that calling could be, whatever that purpose may be. Whatever that small thing of God saying, go pray with that person, and your fear of like, oh gosh, I'm going to look like a crazy person if I do that. Sometimes it's just dipping that toe in the water and being faithful to what God's calling you to do. And lastly, you know, when we are supposed to minister to people and bring others along with us, God didn't ask us to clean the fish or to sort them out. It doesn't matter where they come from, what they look like, what they've done. We're supposed to minister them all. They are all God's children. So don't sort out the fish or decide who you should be speaking Christ into. If they come along, it's probably in God's timing. Maybe they need a little love. See God's love in you 